TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. The last show of the week is always a big show. So, a lot planned for you. Charlie Brennan's going to join us this hour, and we're going to talk about his campaign that he's helping on next week for the Tree of Hope end-of-year campaign to try to raise some money. He had a huge announcement from earlier today, a matching donation coming in. So, he is primed to raise some great funds for a great cause. And he's going to come on to talk about that later. And in the next hour, Julio Gonzalez, he is a CEO of Engineer Tax Services. And I thought, oh, this might be a good person to get on to try to explain the federal investigation into Hunter Biden. So what exactly are the feds looking into tax-wise and what could they find there? Also, with the FDA endorsing Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine for emergency use, we'll talk to a doctor that looks into pharmaceutical and chemical-related technologies. He's going to join us later in the show, along with Kevin Colleen, who is going to talk about uh, a Saturday rebroadcast of a classic KMOX holiday radio show. And then on Monday, there's another special presentation that he's putting together. But joining us now, to start the show right off the bat is Brad Young from Harris, Dow, Fisher, and Young. I like to uh, message him every once in a while. He is great at explaining what's going on when there's things related to the law. Brad, how are you? Ryan, doing great, sir. Great to talk to you again. Well, one of the latest things that we're seeing now is that and it was even in the news. We heard it right there at the KMOX newscast. So St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner dismissed as the prosecutor in the McCloskey case, at least the Mark McCloskey side of things. And I wanted to kind of talk to you about what led up to this, why she was dismissed, and really what is a judge looking for when there is a, uh, I guess, a, a, an opportunity to dismiss someone that's in a case? Well, first of all, a prosecuting attorney can't have a personal connection to the case. So what Judge Clark ruled in this case, and it only applies to Mark McCloskey, but there's been a motion filed to make this apply to Patricia as well, and I'm certain that that will be granted. But what the judge ruled is that because Kim Gardner used the McCloskey case in a fundraising email, that she had a personal connection. So at that point, it becomes a conflict of interest. If the prosecuting attorney has some motive 
other than prosecuting a, a potential crime due to at least the prosecutor's belief that crime has been committed, then at that point, that prosecuting attorney has, uh, or circuit attorney in this case, has a conflict of interest. And the judge found that. So he found that there was a conflict of interest. But what's interesting here, Ryan, is not just that Judge Clark dismissed Kim Gardner from the case, but he also dismissed the entire circuit attorney's office, ruling that they could not be unbiased because they worked for Kim Gardner. So that's what's truly extraordinary about this ruling. Wow. Well, I wanted to maybe tie into that conflict of interest. So I'm going to use this as my words. You don't have to. Um, Kim Gardner, that seems like a stupid mistake for her if she really wanted to honestly prosecute this sort of thing, knowing that there would be an obvious conflict of interest. So I want to talk about some other examples of conflict of interest. What are some things that you've seen in the past that have excused prosecutors from cases? Oh, there's been... Uh, there, there hasn't been a lot of cases over the years. Generally speaking, the only basis that I've seen personally is when the prosecuting attorney has a personal connection to the defendant. For example, they know each other. Uh, they used to be in the same law firm together. Uh, one case that came up a couple of years ago was whether or not the prosecuting attorney and a defendant were actually uh, connected on LinkedIn. And the question was, did that arise arise to the level of a conflict of interest? So that's generally what we see is that there's some personal connection. But in this case, there was a political connection, which is really, frankly, something I haven't seen before. But because of that political connection where Kim Gardner was using the McCloskey case to fundraise as she ran for reelection as a circuit attorney, the judge says that she had motives beyond simply prosecuting a potential crime. So at that point, she's out. Now, I'm not a uh, big-time fancy lawyer, and I'm not someone who has passed the bar, but even I can see that would have been an issue. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> yeah, last year. Yeah. What, wasn't yeah. there a conflict of interest where even uh, Wesley Bell stepped down um, almost immediately where he said he wouldn't be participating in a case? Well, yeah, because, again, he's he's – He's got some connections. I think he's friends with Kim Gardner. And, and so anytime there's some sort of a personal connection, uh, generally speaking, most uh, attorneys will, will uh, on their own, recuse themselves. Uh, for example, if, you know, if, I was, if I was on the other side of someone who was connected to me, a neighbor, a friend, a relative, the court would dismiss me as well because you can't have that personal connection in the midst of a case. And right. by using the McCloskeys for political fodder, really as a fundraiser, she really crossed the boundaries of ethics. And uh, I think the judge got it right here. Okay. Well, when the judge um, looks into these sort of matters, and there is someone that is dismissed in this case, what happens next in the case then? So what really is moving forward will happen, and what do you think could happen in this individual case? Well, under state law, what happens here is this, is that there, the, the chief judge in the city has to appoint a special prosecutor, someone from the outside, someone not connected in any way with Kim Gardner and not connected in any way with the circuit attorney's office. So there'll be a special prosecutor. That could be either a prosecuting attorney from another county, 
for example, St. Charles County or Franklin County. Uh, I'm not suggesting I uh, have any inside knowledge, but that's a lot of times that's what happens. The other option would be just to appoint a specific attorney who might have prior prosecutorial experience as as a special prosecutor. Now, here's what's interesting about that scenario, Ryan, because if another prosecutor comes in, because of the Missouri Castle Doctrine, that prosecutor might, and, and I would suggest probably will, take a look at this case and say the Castle Doctrine really creates immunity for the McCloskeys, and therefore the entire matter should be dropped. So to me, that's the most likely scenario here is that when another prosecutor who doesn't have a political connection looks at this and says they were defending their property, uh, that's allowed not only under Missouri law, but under the Missouri Constitution. Because of that, really, this case should be dropped and shouldn't be prosecuted. At this point, that to me is the most likely scenario. You think the McCloskeys may switch up their Christmas card and put Kim Gardner on it? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. There was that uh, Goya Foods, uh, whenever uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was criticizing Goya Foods and their sales skyrocketed, they actually named her Employee of the Month for <laughs> November. Uh, and so, yeah, we, it, it very well may be that, uh, that Kim Gardner gets uh, added to the Christmas card list. Well, how about that? Uh, so Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner dismissed from at least Mark McCloskey's case. And is this the same judge for Patricia? Or are they different judges? Uh, no, there's there's two different judges on this, but but uh, I suspect that the other judge will will make the same ruling here simply because the issues are the same. There's no distinction between Mark and Patricia. Uh, the only distinction is is that one was holding an AR-15 and one was holding an inoperable pistol. But other than that distinction, they were both in the same position. So I suspect the same outcome will occur with Patricia's case as well. Hmm. You know, and I wonder this, too, and this may be something that they're not even interested in, but could the McCloskeys turn around and say, you know, this was all politicized, um, everything leading up to this point? Could they counter with any sort of uh, case to make the, them pay the legal fees, maybe because of <laughs> the way that this was brought up? Can, can yep. there be a countersuit on something like this? Yeah, it's called prosecutorial misconduct, and that can absolutely be the, the basis uh, for a civil case. Malicious prosecution is a civil case. And since the McCloskeys are both attorneys, uh, I think it's a fair bet that they're looking seriously into that uh, as a cause of action. But nothing will happen uh, for either Mark or Patricia until these cases are disposed of. Now, keep in mind, uh, Governor Parson has already said publicly that if they're convicted of, of this crime, that he would pardon them both. Uh, if a conviction were to occur, it would make it rather difficult, if not impossible, for a prosecutorial misconduct claim. But I really do see this, these cases getting dismissed when another non-biased prosecutor takes a serious look at it. Very good. So uh, we had you on. This is the second time this week we have you on. So wow. I understand that you're going to be doing some dates in the future. I'm off for the last few weeks of the year because of the vacation time that's left over. So it's always good to hear you on. Thanks for doing double duty this week. Hey, my pleasure, Ryan, as always. And that is Brad Young from Hairstyle Fisher & Young. You hear him fill in not only on the show, but others. And also over time, if you haven't caught him during the day, he 
is the best. And he joins us on the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. He does such a great job explaining things when it comes to the law. And he explains it so even I can understand. This is Overnight America, KMOX. KMOX is St. Louis's news, talk, sports, radio. And welcome back to Overnight America. Wow, what a packed show. And Brad Young does such a great job explaining legal matters. Yeah, I'd love to see the McCloskeys taken offensive here because this is just ridiculous. And the judge, I think, got it right. And I'm sure we'll see the same outcome here for Patricia here pretty soon. So good for them. Good for the McCloskeys. Uh, Well-deserved win. Well, joining us uh, coming up is Charlie Brennan in about 10-ish minutes, a little over. And the Tree of Hope end of year campaign is going on. And next week, Charlie is going to be making a big push to help out uh, Cardinal Glenn. And so we're going to talk to him about that push coming up, along with the big announcement that he made earlier today. I wanted to bring this up, too. Yesterday, we were talking about the Northern Lights, and I thought, oh, wouldn't this be great? We can go outside, and here in St. Louis, there's even an opportunity to see the Northern Lights. I couldn't believe it myself. I thought, no way, this can't be true. It's always like this. I've lived in Michigan. I've lived in Wisconsin. I've lived in Indiana. I've lived in Ohio. I've also lived, of course, here in Missouri now. And anytime I am looking at the news, and even some of the more northern states, you always see about once a year, there's a chance the northern lights, will. you could even see it this far down. And then they show the lines and they show the map. And I fall for it every single day time. They put it out there and I think, oh, this will be great. I'll finally be able to see it. I've always wanted to travel to Alaska and witness this myself just to see what it looks like. I've seen the photos and I've seen people post videos and things. And I think to myself, does it really look like that? What does it look like seeing it with your own eyes? And I'm always jealous because I've always thought maybe one day it'll come to me. And you know what I've learned in my life? And I'm 37 years old in my entire life. Every year, there's always a story. You might be able to see the Northern Lights if you stay up and wait late. And you know what happens every year? Disappointment every single time. Never once have I ever seen it get down, let alone this far. And even this was a pretty big stretch. They were saying, wow, we could, if the atmosphere and the conditions are just right, it could push it down this low. And on a clear sky, you can see the green and it might be off in a distance, but you might be able to check it out and could see it here or there. And you know, even last night during the commercial breaks or during the news breaks, I would go outside and I would take a look into the sky and I'd think, oh, maybe there's a chance I see it. And like a fool, I always had expectations that I would go out there and be pleasantly surprised. But something it's like I've never learned of any of the years I've been alive and always let down. You think I would learn. So a the, let's see, the Associated Press put this out here, an update on it, said an initially promising U.S. forecast for the northern lights have gone bust. Stargazers in the continental 48 states have essentially zero chance of seeing the phenomenon this week. So they kind of pulled that right out. I'm glad they said it now so I'm not standing out in the front yard or the backyard or whatever it is and just trying to keep an eye on this thing. Oh, am I going to be able to see it? I even talked to my wife. I said, do you want me to wake you up if I see it? She's like, yeah, sure. And I talked to my son. He's six years old. You want me to wake you up? He's like, yeah, I want to see it. They all were excited because they thought, oh, this is great. I don't have to stand outside and look for these things. You have someone that's a watchman in the night. And we we even opened up the phone lines yesterday for anyone to see it. And, of course, there was no one seeing it yesterday, and there'll be no one seeing it today. 
I guess if you're far north in Canada, that's a much better thing. But to actually see it here in the United States, no, uh-uh. It, they look so beautiful. Look so beautiful. Uh, so Robert Rutledge, head of operations for the Space Weather Prediction Center, SWPC, the Space Weather Prediction Center. That sounds like a cool agency, actually. I wonder if he keeps a patch on his jacket, like a nice cool looking 80s kind of like top gun style jacket says the agency had high hopes for thursday and friday but it downgraded its forecast because the chances turned out to be a big miss swing and a miss hey lighty lighty hey lighty lighty swing and a miss so he called the disappointing news not incredibly unusual in space weather forecasting well no kidding i could have told you that's not unusual unusual to me is the ability to see these things. That would be unusual. This is usual. The disappointment. They always keep your high hopes there. Uh, New England stargazers hope to catch it. St. Louis stargazers hope to catch it. How many photographers were going to run down to the uh, arch grounds in order to try to snap a photo of a background green with the arch in the same shot? You know, that's exactly what I would have been seeing all across social media. That's everyone would have been showing that forever. People love their arch photographs online. If you got a nice angle of the arch, man, that's going to that's going to get some social media likes. So they caught this at the very end. And he put this last line in here. It said, I'm sure people are going to try. I don't have high hopes for it. Another swing and a miss. Why do I even put my hopes up whenever these stories? It's fun. It's like, oh, yeah, great. We can do this. It's different. Like, remember just a couple of years ago when we had the full eclipse and we were able to see it here in St. Louis and there was everyone that was meeting down at uh, Jefferson Memorial to watch it. There's a big viewing party or anyone basically south of, you know, Midtown would be able to check it out. And everyone went crazy for it. That you can predict and know it's coming at a certain time in a certain way. That was kind of a cool thing to see. This is so much different. I thought we had a satellite. We had a satellite that was going around the sun that was able to send data back so we'd get more predictable uh, data when it comes to solar flares and things like that. But it's amazing even that we can predict that some of these different things coming off of the sun that'll impact our atmosphere in a certain way. It's amazing we can even predict, let alone when something like this will happen. If it's a matter of a couple of days, that's still impressive. And they're even saying that there could be a big solar flare that hits the world at the end of the year. So a couple of weeks from now, these solar flares are scary. I mean, I feel like we're just kind of on the edge all the time because a catastrophic solar flare would easily disrupt society much more than this COVID-19. I don't know if you know this, and this will be a nice way to put your kids to bed at night and say, tell them the story of what would happen if a giant solar flare hit us here. So essentially what would happen is the solar flare could hit us and it would, it would just take out our entire electric grid. Because uh, basically in the United States, our electric is way out of date and antiquated. And think about it this way, too. Electronics could be blown. Pretty much everything would be susceptible to it. And it would take us, I mean, years to recover from something like this. It would just it would disrupt everything. Our satellites would go out. Um, I don't even know what would happen to radio broadcast if it would fry all the electronics at the sites and if we'd even be able to do something like that. But just imagine, you know, sitting at home with the luxury of Netflix is one thing. And wondering if you're going to lose your job and trying to work in your pajamas versus all of the conveniences you enjoy in life 
immediately is taken away from you. Your electronic device is useless. And immediately the country tries to figure out a way to put the grid back into place. That's a scary thought. We don't exactly know if and when this could happen, but we do know that we're overdue for one. We do know that what the, was it the late 1800s there was one now keep in mind the infrastructure wasn't there but they did record one in the last like 150 years so we're overdue so tell that to your kid as a way to put them to sleep at night i'm sure that'll rest and put them at ease so okay we don't get the northern lights but luckily maybe we dodge a bullet when it comes to solar flares at the end of the year i guess that's an even trade joining us right after the weather is charlie brennan he's helping out the tree of hope end of year campaign and i wanted to talk to him about the big announcement he made earlier today a big effort that's going to go a long way to help a lot of people this is overnight america kmox news radio 1120 kmox the voice of the cardinals Welcome back to Overnight America. I'm your host, Ryan Recker. We still have a lot to get to on the show tonight, including someone that is well-educated when it comes to taxes, Julio Gonzalez, and he's going to talk about that federal investigation into Hunter Biden. We're also going to talk to someone that knows a lot about drugs. Uh, well, we know that Pfizer coronavirus vaccine now approved for emergency use. Dr. Dean Finelli is an expert on pharmaceutical and chemical-related technologies. He'll talk to us about that. And also Kevin Colleen later in the show about a rebroadcast of the holiday radio show and then a little bit later a special conversation about what's happening on Monday night on the KMOX Facebook page. Big announcement happened earlier today when Charlie Brennan of the Charlie Brennan show with Amy Marks, of course, made the announcement that next week he's getting a little bit of extra push in the Tree of Hope end of year campaign, which he's helping out next week. Charlie Brennan joins us now. Hello, Charlie. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for uh, letting me invade your show. How you doing? Invade might be a little bit much, but you were just on a couple of weeks ago to promote your book, which was fantastic. I keep seeing people online sharing pictures of it. And I know Kevin Klein did a whole nother story on it the other day that turned out really well. Yeah, he did. And thanks to you. I mean, uh, after I was on your show, just between you and me and everyone who's listening, you've got a lot of listeners because you may know as an author, you can easily track uh, your sales on Amazon.com. Not as easily in bookstores, of course, but uh, I want everybody to know, anyone who's listening to this program, if you want to move some product, just advertise on Ryan's show because... You mentioned something on this program and people buy it. So uh, I, I'm just saying that's kind of a selfish thing to say. But yeah, also, that's awesome. <laughs> you, 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 people are listening to you. So yeah. you should know that. And I, I hope everybody out there knows that. All you advertisers, yeah. start buying some time on this show. Yes, please. Now, I know that a lot of people have listened to you. You're one of the great legacy radio programs in St. Louis that people have turned to and trusted for all these years. And when I saw it next week that we're coming up towards Christmas and you wanted to help uh, the kids over at uh, Cardinal Glennon in their end of year campaign. I thought this was just fantastic. And then I see on social media earlier today that you even got an extra push. So this year is going to be a big, big effort and a big push to try to help them. Yeah, well, it was it was a really nice uh, morning for us because we were mentioning that we've got a radio telethon next week to benefit Cardinal Glennon, as you said, and uh, your friend and mine, Bob Costas, is going to join us along with Andy Cohen of Watch What Happens Live on Bravo and Jenna Fisher of The Office, along with Ken Quapis of Belleville, who directed the first and last episodes of The Office, and we'll also talk to Mike McDonald of the Doobie Brothers and all his great solo career, and more. Kathleen Madigan, Greg Warren, you know them all. Well, 
We're on the air today with a Hungarian refugee to the United States. Uh, well, he moved here when he was 14. His name is Zolt Rumi. He started a major corporation in St. Louis, Zoltec. Then he sold it, and he was on today, and he said that he would match the first $50,000 that are contributed in our Radiothon next week. So wow. that's not one five. That's five zero fifty thousand dollars So that was a really nice boost, and that'll make our, our uh, weekend all the more pleasant. Now, that is so awesome. And when it comes to matches, it's always important to point out that the matches only work when other people contribute and donate. So there's there's two things. We could be talking to two different crowds tonight. So the first crowd could be listeners that just want to help and contribute as part of what you're doing next week. The other one is, hey, business owners, This I'll tell you, I've done radiothons in the past. If you're a business owner and you call in and make a good donation, I'll tell you that I'm sure you'll talk them up and they will be well received as a company to know that they helped a campaign like this. So how do people even help next week? I'll give you two ways. Number one, you can go straight to the website. That's glennon.org. Or if you would like to join me on the air and make a donation, Amy and I will be glad to take your phone call. Um, my inside line is 314 you can also reach me by email, cwbrennan at com. That's cwbrennan at camwex.com. And uh, honestly, no gift is, is too small. I mean, as long as the color is green, we're accepting it. <laughs> well, so let's talk about what you're doing and where the money will go to help. So we know that at the end of the year, they, they try to make this push end-of-year campaign funds. So people that donate as part of this, what will exactly happen to the money they donate? Well, there's a lot of different things. Number one, a lot of boys and girls are there, and uh, they're skipping school and they can't study. So Cardinal Glennon actually has a program that helps these kids uh, keep up with their studies. It's a wonderful program, so they don't lag behind. Do you know there's a doctor there right now by the name of Luke Weaver? When he was a kid growing up, I believe in Belleville, he spent about three years battling cancer at Cardinal Glennon. And um, after he cured the – I mean, honestly – he, he was in such bad shape that he wrote goodbye letters to his family. That's how close he thought he was to being a goner. But he survived thanks to the great care there, and now he's a doctor there. But there is this program helping kids keep up with their studies so they don't lag behind. Then I'm sorry to say, um, as you may have read in a book by Stu Durando of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, the book is called Under the Gun. I'm sorry to say that there are too many kids in the hospital now because of pediatric gunshot wounds. Mm. You know, we read about those who don't survive, but there's probably three or four for everyone that survives that is battling a gunshot wound. Isn't that terrible? I mean, I don't recall growing up with this, but it's a reality now. And then, unfortunately, we've got kids who are living with cancers, including leukemia. But the good news is for the kids now with leukemia, it's almost always treatable and it's a survivable situation. And that's because of the great work at Cardinal Glennon. So um, it's a wonderful hospital that's been helping the people of St. Louis for decades. And, uh, again, Ryan, anything that people can do is going to be more than appreciated. Oh, that's great. So uh, Zolt Rummy, you said, is the Hungarian immigrant who – so how did that work out? Did you reach out to him? Did he reach out to you? Well, you know, we're friends. About a year ago, he was on the program – and then we had a book signing at his office in Clayton, and a bunch of people showed up, and we were drinking wine, having a good time. And um, we kind of kept in contact, except for the schism 
that was created by the pandemic. So he fell a little bit out of touch, but I reached out to him. Actually, he reached out to me because he bought my book, Only in St. Louis, The Most Incredible, Strange, Inspiring Tales. And he said that he and his wife, Mary, were enjoying it in Florida. And so uh, we got to conversing and exchanging thoughts, and I said, you know, we have a telethon next week if you want to join us. And uh, he said, well, I would like to do that. I'd like to put a little challenge out for everybody. And so the rest is history, as they say. Oh, wow. He, Isn't that great? You, you have got to read his book. It's fascinating. He was a kid throwing Molotov cocktails at Soviet tanks. He, he lived through the Hungarian Revolution, and uh, he, he escaped Hungary at, uh, at the age of 14. He came to the United States and was settled as a refugee by Catholic Charities. And so he told Amy and me today, Ryan, that's one of the reasons he feels you know, so good about this hospital, because he feels he owes it a little bit to the families and children. What a amazing story. And it's so glad that he reached out and wanted to pledge a match. And I hope that motivates a lot of people. So is this going to be like a traditional radiothon? Are people going to be calling in to KMOX to pledge donations as part of the efforts to help this end of year campaign? They sure can. Now, and, and as I said, we don't want to make it just one pledge, 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 because that might get a little bit. Um, may not be good radio, and that's why we're going to sprinkle in some of these top guests like Bob Costas and Michael McDonald and Jenna Fisher and others. And I, I'm hoping to keep it just as entertaining as it is philanthropic. Oh, that is great. You know, can I tell you a quick Radiothon story when I participated in one? And you'll probably call me uh, one of the dumbest radio personalities of the world oh, for doing I doubt this. it. Yeah, so we used to do these radiothons, and we got a call from a woman who said, hey, I'm elderly, but I have a giant jar of change. If you want to come pick it up, I'd like to donate it for the radiothon. So when, when you mentioned all of these, you know, of course, people calling in donation after donation, we took a lot of small donations. So I said, you know, I don't want to pass this up. I'll go do it. I show up to the woman's home, and she said, actually, the jar is inside my home. It's too heavy for me to pick up. Will you come in and get it? And I thought, oh, boy, either Ooh. I'm going to get ambushed or this is going to be a big Sounds donation. like a movie to me. I know. Maybe so I go in there, and she says, it's in the back of the closet. And I said, oh, man, I'm going to be dead. I should have told people where I was. Right. Um, You're going to be wet. You know, I'm, I'm trusting a, a stranger for a donation. And the next thing you know, it's one of those cheese ball jugs full of change. It had to have weighed 50 pounds. Wow. So you can't blame an 80-year-old woman for it. And she was just being nice. So there is a lot of kindness going on this year. And um I, I always wondered, I said, I, I wonder how long it took for her to go through that change or at least collect that. It might have been for the last 50 years or something. No kidding. Uh, Did you go through it to see if there's any rare coins? You know, when you're doing Radiothon mode, you have no time to, yeah, to right. do what well, I should have. And, yeah, and I'm sure cares? the bank Did you loved get a that. Or something, or Did you get a hernia? Or? Well, I wanted to get out of there as fast as possible, so I picked this thing up, and it was like it was like carrying a fifty-pound watermelon. And then I was just huh. uh, next thing you know, out of there. But um, I, this is ah, the nice you, thing. <laughs> but I, I know that there could be other businesses that may be listening right now that want to participate in something like this. And they think, wow, uh, $50,000 match. I don't want that to go unnoticed. Maybe there's a business owner that's doing fine right now and are lucky and fortunate in their lives. And they look at what's going on at Cardinal Glennon and they want to help the kids. And they'll say, you know what? I can do 5,000 or I can do 1,000 or 10,000. I'm sure there's those type of business owners that'll be listening and Big encouragement to any of them that may be listening right now because this is such a worthy cause, and they do such great work at Cardinal Glenn, and they really do. 
That would be great, and we'd love to talk to some of those business owners, put them on the air next week, and uh, thank them in person over the air for their contributions. And, again, they can call me, inside line 314-444-1827, email cwbrennan at kmwex.com. Uh, I also read smoke signals, um, <laughs> carrier pigeon, just send us to 1220 Olive, third floor. Yeah. Uh, we, I, whatever, anyway, or it, it we'll come out and pick up the check, whatever, whatever is necessary. And it's easiest for everybody if you just want to go to glennon.org. And I'm sure we can read some of the names of the people contributing next week. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure there are people on the inside that can help pass that information. Yeah, but you know right, that exactly. on our sister station, Mark Cox shaved his head, and then Amy Mark's scores ran uh, like a giant what, three or four marathons it felt like in a row in order to raise some money. So uh, are you willing to shave your head or run a marathon? Well, I can't run the marathon. And honestly, Ryan, I don't have that much hair to shave. It wouldn't be that big a deal. <laughs> uh, let's see. What can I do? Um, I'll donate well, a book of Only in St. Louis to anyone who gives us more than $500, something like that. I don't know. What do you want well, me to do? Well, it, well, I don't know. But the, the shaved head thing, all I know is that when you talk about hospitals and children, yeah. and I, I, I know that it, it's, it's a big burden for parents because they are so worried about their kids and all their th- right. they're just scared to death to, to think that their their kid could be in a situation that could you know, end in a bad result, but they're in such good hands at Cardinal Glennon and it, they, they do so much to just like ease the fears of it and try to help in every way they possibly can. That's, that's what you're helping out. You're helping the kids, you're helping the families. And what you're really doing is inspiring hope into a, into a community when they see recovery, there's just so much that goes into it. And it is the holiday season. I'm sure there are some people that may not have had the opportunity to help this year. They, they may have just been stuck in their home. They may not have given to charities they're used to giving to. This would be a great opportunity end of year to do it. Um, do you know, would this be tax uh, deductible? Oh, would they yeah. be able to use this as a write-off? Oh, yeah. Fully awesome. tax deductible, of course. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Cardinal Glennon is a uh, 501c3, 501c4, whatever the case is, and uh, your, your contributions are fully tax deductible. Of course, I'm not an accountant. Check with your uh, tax planner, but um, I'm 99% confident that for most of our listeners, that is definitely the case. Businesses hear that too. So uh, just one more time, you're starting Monday. Is that the big kickoff? Yeah, that's right. It's Monday in the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, Bob Costas, you know, there's a Costas wing named in his honor there. So oh, he's really, for years he had the Bob Costas uh, t- um, roast and then evening to benefit the children of Cardinal Glennon. So uh, we couldn't really start with anyone who's better known, more articulate, or more devoted to the cause. Yeah, those roasts were amazing. He did uh, some fantastic work and still does over the years. He really well, I know you admire community. him as much as I do. He's like the, he's like the pinnacle of our profession. Mm-hmm. He really is. And I love it. Did you see he was trending this week? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they put a, um, a, fake, a fake account uh, out. <laughs> right. So, someone someone started a Twitter account in his name. And within 24 hours, he had 18,000 followers, which is incredible. But yeah. it wasn't true. Yeah, it wasn't him. And I, I saw that. So next week you have such a star-studded week for such a great cause. Again, uh, people can donate. There's a, a, a way to just listen on Monday and learn. You could go straight to glennon.org. And Charlie Brennan, uh, just thank you for what you're doing. I'm glad you're doing it. It's a, the right time of year to do it. And best of luck. I can't wait to see how this turns out. 
Well, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it, Ryan. And if I can be helpful to you, please let me know. Great. That is Charlie Brennan. You're not going to want to miss next week when he is going to be helping their end-of-year campaign, part of uh, SSM Health Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital, and their Tree of Hope campaign is just one of those lasting things that do so many great things to the community. We are so lucky to have them here, and let's uh, let's help them. You know, um, maybe you knew someone that was treated there. Maybe you just recognize the great things they're doing. This would be an opportunity to help and give back. Or if you're a business owner, this would definitely be a great way to give back, let alone maybe you need a little, uh, you know, tax write-off towards the end of the year. I'm sure that'll work for you as well. So uh, Charlie Brennan joins us on the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. Listen to him on Monday. You'll get even more inspired, I'm sure. This is Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. So here we are on a Thursday night. It's my last show of the week, and we have a lot of guests scheduled. It's so strange. I came into the show, and I thought, well, we don't have any guests scheduled. And the next thing you know, we see the breaking news about Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner being dismissed from the McCloskey case, at least from uh, Mark McCloskey's side. Boom, we get Brad Young on. And then Charlie Brennan has this wonderful radiothon that he's putting on next week. We just got, spoke to him, the Tree of Hope end of year campaign with Cardinal Glennon. So he's on. And next hour, a couple of other breaking news stories. So Julio Gonzalez is the CEO of Engineered Tax Services, and he can look a little bit more into the federal investigation of Hunter Biden. We just finally got tipped off to that. Apparently, it's been going on for a few years and no one said anything. So what exactly would the feds be looking for in a case like that? So someone that is very well into federal investigation into taxes, maybe he can give us some clues of what could be happening there. Also next hour, the big breaking news was that the FDA panel has endorsed the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine for the emergency use. So we're going to talk to Dr. Dean Finelli, who's an expert on pharmaceutical and chemical related technologies. So what can we expect from this? What does he think about reading everything that's going on with it? And, you know, there are some fears. We, we saw some people they're afraid to take it. We saw some, you know, early side effects. I think I saw a survey that one in three nurses are very leery of even taking this. So let's talk to him about this actual vaccine, the the uh, technology that's needed in order to distribute it, and just really the pharmaceutical side of it. What does he think of this drug in general? So we'll talk to him about that later in the show. And Kevin Colleen, We'll uh, discuss a upcoming rebroadcast of a classic KMOX holiday radio show that's happening Saturday night at 7 o'clock. And, of course, the video, the digital streaming video, memories of the old holiday radio shows past is happening on our KMOX Facebook page on Monday. So big show still planned out for you. I just wanted to bring this one story up, and you're going to make fun of me, but I feel like this is on brand. But I saw it on KMOX.com. The headline was, more than 900 people paid for the car behind them at a Dairy Queen drive through Isn't that nice? Apparently, uh, CNN first reported this. This is in Minnesota. Are they just nicer in this small town? It's uh, uh, Bernard or Brynard, I guess, Minnesota. And it all started with one man who said, oh, I'm going to pay for the person behind me. This, I don't know if I've ever witnessed this in person. I have, however, had one person in front of me pay $5 off of my meal at Dairy Queen. It's just a coincidence that this happened at a Dairy Queen, too, and that was nice. Well, the person at the window didn't even tell me that the person gave me a discount in front of me. It was strange because we were waiting in line, and I saw the guy hand a five after he got his food. And I was like, oh, that's weird. He's giving money after he got his food. 
And then we pull up and it was $5 less than what we were anticipating it would be. So nice, nice gentleman decided to do that. I felt no obligation to do it for the person behind me at all. <laughs> but the person in the window didn't even tell me. So there was no pressure of it. Well, in this case, apparently the kindness kept going and going and going. Each customer was, was informed that the previous driver's good deed was paid and they paid it forward. So they paid for the person behind them. And as it turns out, there were 900 vehicles in a row. My first thought was, how in the world did a Dairy Queen in December have a constant flow of cars? 900 cars in a row nonstop? There wasn't a point where there were zero cars in line? Are you kidding me? So how would you be able to pay for the person behind you if there is no car behind you? I don't, this is, I'm skeptical right off the bat. But let me just, number two, tell you that if someone were to pay for my meal in front of me, I would not pay it forward. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I just don't like these things. I just, I feel like the Grinch for doing this. I give to charities. I help other people. I do these things. I just don't like this. Hey, let me pay for the guy behind me in fast food deal. So I would probably would have ended it. So luckily I wasn't in that line. This is Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.